Welcome to the Acupressure Podcast. My name is Russ Johnson. I am a licensed massage therapist and a registered Jin Shindo acupressurist practicing out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. As always, my podcast partner is Steve Summers. Steve is a licensed massage therapist, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and a senior Jin Shindo instructor practicing and teaching out of Brentwood, Tennessee. If you have any questions or comments, show ideas, just to say hi, you can email us at acupressurepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash acupod. We have had several people ask us how to best support the podcast. We have decided to set up a Patreon account where you can donate money every month, and that is at Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Acupod. Jin Shindo Acupressure is not intended for the diagnosis, treatment, or cure of disease. It is a relaxation therapy and a useful adjunct to licensed, qualified medical or psychological care. For any persistent pain or symptom, even a seemingly minor one, the listener is strongly encouraged to consult a medical doctor. When used in conjunction with standard medical treatment, the Jin Shindo acupressure technique can assist the healing process by releasing tension, decreasing stress, and encouraging a sense of increased well-being. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Russ. How are you doing this morning? I am driving through a very beautiful part of Tennessee and grateful for modern technology that allows us to do a podcast while I drive. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Steve, I was wanting to talk How a little... Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Sorry for interrupting you. That's uh, fine. Terrific. I was wondering if we could talk a little bit today about liver meridian and anger. Um, I've noticed just something within myself. I've... I feel like I've been irritable lately, and I feel like everyone I come in contact to is also irritable, but I may just be projecting onto them. And uh, just looking into that, I read that liver is um, can be a culprit for that. Yeah, that is, that's generally true. It's, um, anytime someone mentions irritability, then, uh, then we generally look at the liver meridian and the liver, the energies of the liver, what are, which are called the wood element, or hun, H-U-N, in the acupressure philosophy. And irritability is a very common symptom of liver activity or liver frustration, uh, or those energies being stimulated. And something, too, I've been waking up around 2 o'clock in the morning for absolutely no reason, and um, I'm not really good with the, the times that the meridians flow. And then just looking into meridian, looking into the liver, of course, it's it runs 1 to 3 a.m. So anytime I feel skeptical about this stuff, when I really look into it, I, I just see how amazing it really is. I, uh, I'm delighted to hear that you don't have it all memorized and that you use reference material. Uh, and it also makes it, it does, it makes it more inspiring when you don't know the theory necessarily and you look it up and it matches what you're experiencing. One of the things that I loved when I came to this work in the first hundred hours of classes I took where I learned all about meridians and their associations and the time of day and the emotions, etc. 
I felt like it just filled in all kinds of spaces that were missing. It relates all kinds of different things that were never before relatable that just made sense in my life through my experience. Yeah, I could not agree more. That just the first, even the first day of the first class, it just clicked, and I said, "This is what makes sense and what I've been unknowingly looking for." It was just amazing. I had the very same experience, and it seems that about one out of four or five people that sit in the in a Dinchendo class or an acupressure class think, "Oh my gosh, this explains life in a way that I had not previously understood it," <laughs> and then it becomes a lifelong pursuit, as it has for you and I. So the Liver Meridian also gives us a wonderful chance to just talk about Meridian. Uh, lots of people have seen acupuncture charts. Maybe a listener hasn't. Um, mostly what acupuncture charts show are lines on the body, and those lines have dots along them. And we talked about acupuncture in a previous podcast, so I will not repeat that. Uh, but the lines that are drawn are what's known as the superficial flow of energy. And when one receives acupuncture or acupressure, all of the points that are held are along that superficial flow of energy. And that flow goes through 12 organ meridians. They're often referred to as rivers or channels. And they flow like a river along close to the surface of the body, sometimes on the surface of the body, sometimes up to a quarter or a half an inch deeper through what's known as the superficial fascia system, uh, which is a connective tissue system in the body. And so there are very common lines that have been drawn for hundreds or thousands of years that show where, in this example, we're talking about the liver meridian. So that's the superficial flow of energy. And then we're also talking about the liver. It's named for the organ in, in the Western philosophy. It's named for the organ that is connected to that river. And so each of the vital organs or major organs of our body are also connected to a particular kind of energy. And so the superficial flow, the rivers on the surface, are connected to the deeper organ. And they have a flow of energy as well where they share energy or flow of energy. In, what, in the West, we might call that metabolism or the process of digesting and living our lives. Uh, the way the acupressure theory describes that is that each of the organs utilizes energy in order to do their work. So the liver houses the energy, that's the phrase that's used, the liver houses the energy of fun or the wood energy. And then there are a bunch of associations with that, and some of which is what you started to talk about. One of the associations is the time of day. And I would be happy to share more about that if that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, that sounds that sounds perfect. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I just thought I'd pause there for a moment. <laughs> There's so much I get I get really excited, and I just want to say the whole thing in one long string of sentences. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I'll pause once in a while and ask if you still want me to continue. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, the time, <laughs> great. The time of day. Uh, refers to the idea that there is one full circuit of energy that runs through the superficial flow of energy through all the meridians. And that flow of energy has a tide to it, or a concentration that flows through the rivers. If you get an intense rainfall, it's really easy to track how one river swells to carry that 
water from the rainfall, and then the next river down the line gets that water, and the next river down the line, etc. And there is a concentration of energy that flows through the body naturally. I like to use the tide as the example, because if you think about the Atlantic Ocean, and you think about the coast, New York on one side, and uh, London or England on the other side, then you have this swing of flow of the tide. And so at very specific times, you could measure out when it was going to be high tide in 2046 on a particular date at a particular time. It's a natural rhythm. And our body has the same thing. And so this tide flows through our body through the organ meridian, and it just happens to be concentrated in the liver between 1 and 3 in the morning. And so, as you have experienced, when there is a lot of energy that is being concentrated in the liver or the liver is trying to work something out, that tide goes through. And since there's already a lot of energy there, a lot of times a person will just wake up or not be able to sleep at that time because there's too much activity. It's just like those people that live in the ocean always hope the storm comes in at low tide because if it's a storm and there's lots of energy, you want the least amount of water there because it's going to be agitated anyway. So when a storm comes in at high tide, it's a lot worse. So if I feel irritated or frustrated or I'm working on some kind of change or a big decision or what my vision of life is and whether I can make the choices and take the actions to fulfill that vision of life, there's already high tide and then, the, or there's already a storm, excuse me, there's already a storm there, and then the tide comes in and it makes it bigger and you wake up. <laughs> and we had discussed before about meridians having partners and liver's partner is gallbladder. Yes, that's true. And looking at um, my sheet here that has defensive attitudes, it has restraint of anger as one of a category there. So if someone isn't expressing any anger, could that be affecting the gallbladder and then affecting the liver in some way? Absolutely. The gallbladder is responsible for control, and in, in one of the things that it does is control. And because liver is its partner, it's often making decisions about how to control the assertive or active energy. And, one, and if assertiveness becomes bigger, we call that anger. And so the gallbladder is often responsible for controlling anger, which is not a good or a bad thing. If I'm at work and my boss pisses me off and I think that it's the old West, like somebody is uh, hanging out with somebody and they said, and they say, your mother is a yellow bellied sap sucker <laughs> and it's the old West. And I get angry and I pop off and I shoot him. Well, you know, that's no big deal. In, uh, if I have a job and my boss says a comment or a client says something or does something that aggravates me and I do not control the anger or the aggravation, then I might lose my job. Uh, we have lots of, we have lots of guidelines and rules in the civilized world about not expressing anger. So controlling anger is a really good thing. On the other hand, if I'm angry all the time, it takes a huge amount of energy to control that anger. And it might leak out in other places, like I might scream at people who cut me off in traffic, or uh, I might feel very resentful or bitter about things, uh, and it just takes a lot of energy. Or if I learn that anger is not okay, 
that energy which can change things or through which I can speak my truth uh, might be, the gallbladder might decide all energy that is about working towards change and reaching the vision of my life and creating a joyous kingdom for myself. All energy that has to do with that is a bad thing because it's been dangerous in the past. And then my gallbladder and the muscles and tendons and tissues associated with controlling my emotion will be working really hard. On the other hand, if they're, you know, gallbladder and liver, say they're deficient, would that have the opposite effect where people are like overly timid and reluctant to speak up? That is, that is certainly what the texts say. And that is my experience. Uh, if that example that I just gave where we're angry all the time or frustrated all the time or we can't change something that needs to be changed and the liver and gallbladder work really hard all the time, they will get exhausted just like any other part of my body if it's using energy and working all the time. And then we'll end up with that word you use, deficiency, which just means lack of energy. And then just the normal things like the tone of my voice or my ability to speak up or my ability to take action or make decisions uh, will be deficient. And when people uh, who come to my office share about those things, like I'm having a really hard time making a decision or, uh, you know, I've, I've experienced where I can't speak up for myself, then that's exactly what you described, which is we might describe that as deficient liver and gallbladder energy. Are there any physical symptoms of excessive liver, like a shoulder pain or neck pain, something like that, where it, like physically we can feel excessive uh, liver energy? Uh, yes. Shoulder and neck pain uh, are often signs of uh, liver energy being up or agitated. A lot of tension in the shoulder, the neck, or the jaw. Sometimes... Uh, having teary eyes or trouble with the vision is associated with liver energy. Uh, also, any kind of itchiness, like I think we talked about liver being associated with allergies last time, and the, that part of that association, one is that it detoxifies things, it detoxifies the body, but the other is that anything that's itchy or like a rash where there's aggravation, uh, that is associated with the liver as well. Uh, the inner thighs, the adductors, can be tight and weak. That's also associated with the energies of the liver. And, of course, there can be lots of internal wind, uh, which is a very pleasant way of saying lots of intestinal gas. And I know we're, we're just speaking on the phone, so you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head because, of course, I have a rash that is inexplicable, and that just, <laughs> just one more, one more thing there. <laughs> one more thing, and actually, what you're what you're explaining, Russ, is beautiful, right? So, at least it's beautiful to me, which is, I guess, why I keep coming back to this work. You have an unexplained rash. You've been waking up at two in the morning. You feel frustrated and aggravated. From a, Western, from a Western medicine place, or just from what I learned in grade school or growing up, those things are completely unrelated. But for hundreds or thousands of years, really, uh, people who have 
looked deeply into the way that the body works and our being is would say, oh, well, of course, that sounds like your liver is being stressed out. And so how can we support your liver? And that's either through foods or herbs or acupuncture or acupressure or qigong. And then there's the body-mind piece, which, of course, is part of the body-mind acupressure thing, which is what is aggravating or frustrating and how is that how is my life or my internal or external circumstances either helping or not helping my stressed out liver? And on that note, Steve, I think we're about out of time. It sounds like we have more to discuss with this, so maybe we can revisit uh, liver in another podcast. That sounds great. We, uh, If anybody out there wants to hear more about liver, please let us know. Uh, and I really appreciate you wanting to talk about it uh, because it gave us a chance to sort of dash through a bunch of different acupressure topics, meridians and organs and associated physical symptoms or tension, some emotional pieces. Uh, The last thing I'd like to say about liver is to remember that the wonderful thing about the liver is that it holds the vision of our lives. It's like the architect or the general it holds the vision of our lives that enables us to move toward the vision of our life that will bring our kingdom, our, our sovereignty, a sense of joy. And that is the wonderful part about the liver, even though sometimes it's aggravating and frustrating because the liver also is the energy for aggravation and frustration. I'm also thinking of... Um people who drink alcohol excessively too they get angry so i'm sure that is a relative there also some people would say that one of the good things about people who drink a lot of alcohol is that it comforts calms or sedates an overactive liver and of course there are certainly consequences to drinking a lot some people who are very some people are very angry until they drink alcohol, and so the alcohol goes directly to the liver, makes the liver work on that, and it soothes and sedates the liver. Other people have a whole bunch of anger that is stuck or unexpressed, and so drinking allows the liver it sedates the liver and the gallbladder, and then the control of that is let go, and you end up with a very angry violent alcoholic uh, or drunk. And uh, that is a whole topic we could spend lots of time on. So I appreciate you throwing that in. Uh, Thanks so much for the time and energy, Russ. So glad to talk about the liver energies today. Thank you so much, Steve. And drive safely. And thanks to everyone who's listening. Thanks for your support. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to the Acupressure Podcast. You can visit us online at facebook.com slash acupod. If you would like to check out classes that Steve is offering, you can go to www.bodyperspectives.com. If you'd like to check out classes from Debbie Valentine Smith, you can go to bodymindtreasures.com. And to find a Jinshindo teacher or practitioner in your area, you can visit jinshindo.org. Thank you for listening.